the digital delight of jazz and what's more on WFDU HD2, TNAC. All right, we're back on Mazza Radio, WFDU HD2. Chief, are we good? I think we're good. All right. We got Mike Puma on the line. Mike is uh, Mike is joining us. He's got a tight schedule today. He's back at spring training. Always a uh, one of our more favorite guests, and we uh, we welcome to the show. Mike, thanks a lot for calling in. We appreciate it, Michael. Welcome back. Yeah, how you doing this morning? We're good. How does it feel to be back down there? Well, back back in the groove of it, back in the grind. Uh, you know, early early reporting date this year because of the uh, schedule, the way opening day is, and. Uh, by uh, Saturday here, we're going to be playing some exhibition games, so that's uh, it's coming up quick. I saw that. I actually saw that on my little uh, New York Post refrigerator grid this morning. I think they play the Cardinals on Saturday, so it'll be great to yeah. to watch some good spring training baseball up here in the Northeast. So, Mike, we've been talking about the Astro thing. Give it. Give us some of your thoughts. What, what do you What do you think? Uh, repercussions throughout the season. Do you think it dies down? Are they asked about it? Do you think Major League Baseball is going to try to put a kibosh on it with announcing? Give it. Give us your thoughts on this whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't think this is something that's going to completely go away anytime soon. Now it it'll die down a little bit. You know, we're we're a week into camp here, and so. It's the first time we're getting to get some players' reactions on it, and uh, you know the Astros obviously had their press conferences the other day, so there's there's been a lot of coverage of it uh, in this first week. But I I don't think it's completely going away, and I think there's a good chance more and more information is going to come out as the season goes along here. Interesting, interesting, Mike. What do you what do you think? Uh... What do you think it'll, will happen on the field? Are we, are we going to see warnings with uh, with every series? We're trying to figure out exactly. They come into Yankee Stadium in September, so that'll obviously be some much-watched TV. But do you think it'll just be amongst the teams that are involved with this, or do you think, uh, or, or you know, other pitchers will kind yeah. of take matters into their own hands? We're trying to figure it out. It's it's kind of a tough one. Yeah, we're we're in uncharted waters here. It's it's tough to say, but you know, you never know who's. Uh who's got a grudge for some reason, who maybe a pitcher who thinks, uh, uh, you know, their arbitration numbers got messed up because of the Astros. Or, you know, you, it, it, the, the tentacles spread in so many different directions here. Uh, you know, there was a story down here about Seth Lugo uh, being upset, thinking his a bad start against the Astros in 2017 cost him his, uh, his uh, shot in the starting rotation. So there's... There's, there's there's repercussions that that just spread in in multiple different directions more than just like you know the Yankees thinking they got screwed out of uh, uh, a potential World Series appearance. Mike, what does your gut say about this whole kind of like rumor in terms of this like this like buzzer system that they were using? Is that something you think that's true, not true? Does that story have any legs? It's hard to say. You know, Carlos Correa has come out and been so adamant against it. It makes you think maybe maybe the, the buzzer thing is uh, a little bit of urban legend, but um, you know the Astros' credibility certainly isn't uh, in the best place right now after this whole thing. So I think that's uh, something we're gonna we're gonna watch for here and, and see if more information comes out on this. Mike, another big story this week was this whole possible change to the to the playoff format in terms of adding some additional wild card teams and have the teams kind of like call out or pick who their opponent is going to be. Give us your thoughts in terms of what you think about these possible changes. 
Yeah, you know, I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of, of picking the playoff opponent. I, I think that would add some spice to it. The thing I don't like is, is expanding the postseason even further. You're going to get to the point now where nearly half the teams make the playoffs if, if this goes through uh, the way it's been drawn up. I don't like it. You know, I, I just think the regular season should mean something. You play 162 games, so um, it should be about the marathon more than the sprint. And uh, by adding uh, adding more playoff teams, you're making it more about the sprint. Listen, for guys that have been following this sport their whole lives, there's no two ways about it that we agree. I mean, the beauty of the baseball season is... The regular season, right? I mean, there's nothing better than a good pennant race. And if you kind of dilute that, now the flip side is that with all the other sports, I mean, baseball is behind on their on their playoff format, right? I mean, everybody else is letting more people in, the TV rights and whatever, and it does open the door for expansion also. So who knows? But I'm with you. I, I would keep it just the way it is. So let's touch on our Metsies and get away from all this uh, off-the-field nonsense and talk about some good stuff. What are you, what are you looking for? What are... What are some of the wild cards we should be looking at? Obviously, Cespedes will be, uh, you know, in the forefront. But give me some of the stuff that you're looking at. Yeah, we haven't heard from Cespedes yet. Uh, hopefully, he'll talk to the media here in the next few days. Um, you know, you have uh, six starting ro- uh, pitchers for five spots in the rotation. You have to think if Porcello looks good in spring training, he'll be in the rotation and join, uh, you know, Matt Stroman, Syndergaard, DeGrom. Um, you know, there's not there's not too many uh, real battles for jobs here in camp. Uh, they're they're kind of locked in to uh, what they've got here. Mm. So I, I mean, I I think the number one one thing you're you're going to look for is just the people that come out of this thing healthy. Mike, we're going to get this Diaz turned around. I mean, you know you know they're in the playoffs last year. If we just get back uh, a third of his blown saves, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think he can be as bad as he was last year. As same goes for Juris Familia. I don't, I don't think he can be as bad as he was last year. Um, you know, the Batanzas pickup has uh, as uh, high upside. Um, I, I, I think the bullpen, just by law of averages, has to be better this year. And uh, yeah, you're right. You know, Diaz and uh, Familia pitch. They don't even have to be. Pitched at, you know to the all-star caliber they had been at previously. If they just pitched to three and a half ERAs last year or four ERAs, think about where, where the Mets might have been. So yeah, I mean the only thing about that is you're right. The law of averages would say that he'll have a better year, but the on the flip side of that is the Mets starting rotation last year was about as healthy as we've seen in years. So right. it was kind of tough not to uh, you know cash in on that. So you know I'm not saying that right. we're looking for injuries, but I mean if they could only maintain any semblance of that health and get the bullpen right, then we're in this mix the whole way. Mike, give us yeah, the update. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Mike, give us the update in terms of the Mets' ownership situation. I think a lot of Mets fans maybe kind of shuddered a little bit when they heard that maybe Alex Rodriguez could be the next <laughs> managing partner of the of the New York Mets. Yeah. I'm sure that probably didn't go well, I don't think. But give us an update as to what the status, if anything new, has happened. Yeah, well, Alex Rodriguez's name is obviously out there. I, I, I might I, I tend to put that on the long shot side of things, but you know what? He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of connections in the game. It's, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he 
puts together an ownership group and, and can get it together. That would be interesting, him and Jeter going at it in uh, the same division. But, you know, right now, um, I, I don't think you can 100%, 100% rule out Steve Cohen making a comeback in this thing. Uh if the money isn't there that the Wilpons think they can get. Um, I haven't heard too many other names at this point. It's been kind of quiet. The the Wilpons uh, certainly don't want to put a lot of information out there right now. So, uh, you know, I, I think Mets fans uh, certainly would like to see this done sooner rather than later. But uh, it, could be, it could be a drawn-out process hmm. here. Did the Mets kick the tires on Mookie Betts at all, Mike? A little bit, yeah, and I, you know, I don't know how close they came to actually striking a deal, but it's something uh, Brody Van Wagen and, uh, and his staff uh, talked about with the Red Sox. They have uh, Allard Beard here, who, uh, as the assistant GM, was uh, in Boston for many years, has some uh, strong connections with the Red Sox. So they they talked about Mookie Betts. They talked about Francisco Lindor. Um, at the end of the day, the, the Mets didn't have the right package to put together. Um, the, the farm system isn't overly top-heavy right now, so um, they kind of have to be be careful where they step right now. Hey, Mike, we appreciate you squeezing us in. I know you got a commitment away. I'm going to let you go. We'll talk to you during the season. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having Thanks me Thanks a on. lot, Mike. You got it. There you go. Mike Pullman, yeah. New York Post.